Hi, friend. My name is Paige. I'm Morgan. And this is Girl Girl Manufactured. Manufactured. Listen or cringe along with us as we look back at music from the It Girls, wannabes, and victims of the tween idol industrial complex. Which icons broke the mold? And which sitcom starlets turned forgotten pop stars still deserve their flowers? Our credentials were two queer millennials were raised on aughts Disney, Nickelodeon, and MTV. I work in communications now, but I'm a graduate of a performing arts high school and a recovering singer-songwriter. And I'm a creative writer and professional advertising demon. On today's episode, we're listening to Headstrong by Ashley Tisdale. Ultimate Disney royalty. Top three. She's referred to herself as Disney royalty in interviews. Like, she knows it. I love that. (laughs) I mean, she really did... um, help kick off the golden age of disney channel i would say like mid aughts i mean there was definitely people who like obviously walked so she could run but like sweet life of zach and cody which is what she was mainly known for um right before she got real famous with high school musical Mm -hmm. you know that was that show launched so many careers selena gomez guest starred there's yep. like there was like a bunch of musical guests like Jesse McCartney. I think Chris Brown was on it. Um, obviously, they had the Cheetah Girls. Um, there was a ton of people. But before that, Ashley was like a child star, baby, baby. Wow. Um, Ashley Tisdale got her start at eight years old. She was cast in the leading role in a Broadway musical. Can you guess which one? Annie. I think she might have been an Annie as well. But the ones that I've like seen videos of her, Les Mis. Oh! Castle in a Cloud or Castle in a Sky. I don't fucking know. That's yeah, one I, of the main I, songs she I, sings. Okay, yeah, I don't know what it um, is like that. Oh, yeah. She later toured internationally with the cast of Annie. But I don't know oh. who she played. I don't think she played she Annie. She could have been like a swing. <laughs> she doesn't have Annie's hair. Swing means ensemble? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in the ensemble. Um... Countless commercials she was in, too. Like, a crap ton. And then in 2001, she had a minor role in Donnie Darko. Does anyone else remember this? You've never seen Donnie Donnie Darko, Darko. have you? Sounds familiar. (sighs) With Jake Gyllenhaal. We need to watch that, too. I need to catch you up on so much stuff. I've been living under a rock. I guess so. (laughs) Like Patrick. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But she also made a bunch of guest appearances on sitcoms like George Lopez, Smart Guy. Ugh. I missed that show. <laughs> uh, seventh Heaven, Ground oh, for Life. Yeah. Not Seventh, seventh heaven. heaven. Oh, God. Ground for Life, Strong Medicine, Charmed, and Beverly Hills 90210. Um, but like I said, her breakout role, um, you know, not like in theater on television, mm-hmm. was in 2005 with The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. She killed it as Maddie Fitzpatrick. And that's how she was known. She was known mm-hmm. as Maddie. And then in 2006, so this is like a year after Sweet Life premiered, she became Sharpay freaking Evans. I mean, that's a character switch. She said, I will not be typecast. No, but it's actually funny. Not that this is typecasting, but I was watching um, a documentary. Is it the Headstrong documentary? No, no, no. I did watch that. But it was a clip from um, like well, behind no, the scenes. No, we did our research We did. Y'all. We did uh, behind the scenes of like High School Musical or something. And (laughs) they asked Monique Coleman, who played Taylor in High School Musical, like a Vanessa Hudgens best friend, Mm -hmm. like one of the nerdy girls. They asked her, uh, Lucas Gabriel, who played her twin brother. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Morgan did the little thing <laughs> gay hand. Yes, he was absolutely gay coded. Um, and I think, uh, who was it? I can't remember his name. Kenny Ortega. Kenny mm-hmm. Ortega confirmed that like he was intentionally gay coded. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that he would have been out as gay now. But they asked him, her, and I forget, I think one other person. And they were like, who's the most like their character? Oh, I think Vanessa Hudgens. And <laughs> they are all like, Sharpay uh, is Ashley. Ashley is Sharpay, basically. <laughs> and in that same like interview, but separately or in that same video, they asked <laughs> Ashley if she thought thought she was like Sharpay and she's like no I'm not at all like Sharpay but then like years <laughs> later like within the past few years she was talking about it and she's like yeah I was like Sharpay uh does she Sharpay have, have any Leo placements I should have looked it up there's no way she's she doesn't she might be she like me to. double Leo if Ooh. I were triple Leo triple Leo could you imagine I don't even know if that's possible possible though yeah you'd probably either. have to be born in a certain year but Sharpay and Maddie is how she was known until this album, Headstrong. Also worth noting that Tisdale was 20 in 2005 when she started Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Okay. So, like, that's so young, but it is a little, I feel like, on the older side for some of these Disney channel oh, stars. Oh, definitely. Um, like, she wasn't 15. And not only did she dominate the High School Musical franchise, you know, Two sequels, right? One of them mm-hmm. being theaters, plus her own spinoff, Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure. She was <laughs> the first female artist in history to ever debut with two singles simultaneously on the Hot 100. What I've been looking for and bop to the top. Holy crap. Both from High she's School a, Musical she's, 1. She's a queen. She really is. Again, Disney royalty. Shortly after the first Emmy-winning high school musical, she then pursued a solo music career and released her debut album, Headstrong, on February 6, 2007. Dropped this. You gotta remember what's going on in the culture. One, I was 13 and a half years old. Ashley was about a little over 21 and a half years old. She's a cancer, July, tw- oh. July 2nd. Um, how old would you have been then? I would be turning 13 shortly. Pivotal years for all of us. Yes. It's 2007. Steve Jobs had just unveiled the what? The iPhone. Yeah. Yeah, I got that one right. Yes, you did. (laughs) Poor Britney was in her spiral during her custody battle and when we were like so cruel to her. Hannah Montana had only been around for about a year. And I just feel like Hannah Montana was always on, but it was only about a year at this point. Facebook was on the up and up. Like, it became (laughs) open for non-college students in 2006. Mm. So, it's brand new territory right now. Like, I remember on MySpace, people transitioning over to Facebook and being annoyed by it. She was on... Yeah, we're MySpace kids. (laughs) We were MySpace kids. I had a dancing cow over my music player (laughs) and a glittery background. Did you, like, customize your pages? Yeah, th- so hence could, the dancing cows. I mean, I like quote I unquote quote what unquote. was quote coding for MySpace. Yeah, like go- you Google stuff and then you type the things mm-hmm. in. Yeah, I wasn't as good as some people, but like I know some people like everyone really was doing good. it. MySpace launched uh, girls in STEM. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tom. <laughs> anyway, Ashley was also on two episodes of MTV's Punked. 
this year. <laughs> and later in the year, two episodes, two episodes of Punked. Later, um, went on to play in the Disney Channel games, and I remember seeing those on TV. But I don't remember, I don't remember what these, these games were, what they did. They like it had a bunch of different Disney Channel stars. Like there was the Jonas Brothers, like Hannah Montana, all the mm-hmm. different casts. They'd mix them up and have like color coded teams, and then do what? I don't know. <laughs> I just remember like the promotions for this. I don't remember <laughs> the actual games. I don't know if anyone does, to be honest. The songs the week mm. had strong dropped. Can you guess the number one? I'll give you. Do you want the artist? February 2007. Irreplaceable by Beyonce. Oh, love her. Yeah. Irreplaceable on the charts. <laughs> then we've got This Ain't a Scene. It's an Arms oh. Race by Fallout Boy. What a time. Mm-hmm. And then I don't remember this song, but it's Nelly Furtado. Say it right. I want to love you, love you. <laughs> Akon. <laughs> That's the song I'm thinking of, right? That's I Want to Love You, Akon? Yeah. Yeah. We Fly High by Jim Jones. I also don't remember that. <laughs> I know that one. It's Not Over by freaking oh, Daughtry. Daughtry's an American Idol. He didn't it's even win. It's not over. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> I don't think he actually won, but let's be real. No, he he won. He didn't win, but he won. He won because I feel like... Daughtry was in every like military homecoming <laughs> video, like them running so in the true. camo in the airport. Well, because he had that song "Home." Home, yeah, I'm that's coming one. home. I don't know what year that was, but Middle America loves Daughtry. Fergalicious. Oh, Fergalicious definition. That's what it says, right? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Make the boys go loco. Another Akon song. Oh, smack that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then I love this song, How to Save a Life by the Fray. Oh, that's a good song. Ooh, it's, it really is. And my favorite, mm. Welcome to the Black Parade oh. by My Chemical Romance. This was a good mix. This That this was a good time. year of music. Yeah. That was, oh. I freaking loved Fergalicious. When she'd come <laughs> out of the cake. That should uh, Watching that music video, that should have been signs that I was like, bisexual <laughs> so that's what was going on in the charts when this dropped and in the documentary i got to see through her eyes what it was like to have this album dropped and again a time and a place mm-hmm. she went to fye in the mall like a mall in new york Stop. i'm guessing in new york city i totally forgot about fye, FYE. For, for your entertainment. Yeah, for your entertainment. I was going to say, for those who don't know, like a store, a it, brick and mortar where you'd go buy physical CDs. Yes. <laughs> they don't have those anymore. They do not. <laughs> it was really cute. She was so excited. She was not expecting that many people to come, apparently. Um, also, when she went to the FYE, I just think it's funny mentioning prices because I think like her mom was like, oh, it's expensive here. It's $16. It's $10 at Target. Basically, it's nine ninety nine at Target. Nothing's that cheap now. Oh, that's also so funny that it was more expensive at Fye. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Yeah, my parents were always like, "No, we don't. We don't go." They there. took me to Best you Buy. Get, I was gonna say or, or, <laughs> or Walmart. Walmart. Yeah, the DVDs in like the big bins. Yes. <laughs> she signed over about a thousand signatures. She said, "Wow." And so imagine that many like screaming tweens. And they they were freaking out. 
And she walked out to greet them with a Starbucks Frappuccino in her hand. <laughs> I love that you noted that. Yes, because, oh, that just really took me back. Going to the mall, getting a Starbucks, walk <laughs> and and like she was her uh, life about to change. Yes, exactly. And that's actually what the album is about overall. I don't know if you noticed that. Mm-hmm. The overarching theme of Headstrong is that she's still the girl you, she used to be, mm-hmm. but she's not. Mm. She's famous now. You know, she really when she said she didn't expect that many people to show up. I think she said, "Oh, I thought it was going to be like 20. <laughs> girl, multiply that by. No, not 50. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, 50? I can't do math. All right. So Headstrong, debut studio album. Um, Tisdale began working on the project after the first installment of High School Musical. She described her work on the album as, I didn't really know who I was, and I was trying to figure out what to do. I now am way more comfortable in my own skin. Ashley worked with a variety of established writers and producers, such as Diane Warren, you might remember J.R. Rodham. Mm-hmm. Ryan Tett. I saw him in the music, and I'm sorry, in the documentary. Oh. I got to put a face to the name. Interesting. He said she was a star. He said that she was, <laughs> he, he knew. knew she was a star as soon as she walked in. Wow. Ryan Tedder from One Republic, among others. Commenting that the album garnered its title from her personality... Tisdale said she wanted to use her first album to formally introduce herself personally and not as one of the several characters she's known for. Headstrong's style derives mainly from the genres of pop, hip-hop, and contemporary R&B, backed by electronica. The album also has hip-hop beats, some dance hall, and um, some Middle Eastern influence as well. <laughs> Arabian <laughs> The album lyrically discusses themes central to modern teen pop, such as broken hearts, crushes, and self-confidence, but also, you know, her rise to fame and her becoming self-aware of, like, oh, like, I'll never be the same person again. Headstrong itself received, of course, mixed reviews from critics who, while complimenting it overall, called it ordinary. Critics were also unimpressed regarding Tisdale's vocal skills. Losers. Even despite all that, Because the fans showed up, the album debuted at number five on the Billboard 200 and sold over 64,000 copies in its opening week. It was later certified as gold. All Music rated the album three out of five stars and commented, Her voice is pleasant enough, but it's not especially distinctive, and she's not helped by a batch of songs that aren't nearly as charming as High School Musical's tunes. Oh my god. Blender said Tisdale did not import her spunky high school musical character in the album. and Because she's Ashley, not Sharpay, <laughs> not Maddie. And that even with the quality of producers, no stylistic slipper fits right. Mm. Oh, slipper, like, like Cinderella. At first in my head, I heard flipper like a seal. <laughs> Common Sense Media stated, Parents need to know that Ashley Tisdale's tween-friendly pop is appealing and bright. The lyrics are family safe, but unsubstantial, flirting around the edges of sexual innuendo on a couple of tracks like he said, she said. I think it's interesting that, like you said, Ashley wanted this to be an introduction to her. Mm -hmm. She actually had to make the tough decision of like, who did she want to sign with? So there was Hollywood Records. I'm pretty sure that's the name of the the Disney record label. 
they wanted to target her current younger audience. Yeah. Why don't she signed with Warner Brothers? Warner Brothers, because Warner Brothers wanted her to be more mature. She actually went to Christy Carlson Romano with Christy's mom and Ashley's mom. Uh-huh. They got together, Christy Carlson Romano, a.k.a. Kim Possible, and Ren from Steven, even Stevens. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Call me, beat me. <laughs> for advice. So she went to them for advice, and thank God she signed with Warner Brothers. Christy thinks that she made the right move i would say so yeah you know because i i was taken aback by how mature this was mm-hmm. and then i saw she was signed to warner bro warner brothers so good move there ashley for, for else real? your album would have sounded like vanessa Hudgens. Hudgens. wait is, was she hollywood records yeah she was vanessa was signed to hollywood records yep makes sense because you can tell Vanessa was signed to Disney. Yeah. Ashley also had a lot of creative control over the album. Did you know that? I didn't. So she got to pick the songs, all of them, oh. would change her lyrics if they were something she wouldn't say. She was saying in her interviews that she wanted every song to tell a story that had been in her life. Mm. Like everyone's been through breakups, girls being jealous, et yeah. cetera. She was all about that because she wanted to give her fans something they could relate to and show them that she's normal. <laughs> stars they're just like us any thoughts on the album cover in the headstrong documentary they show her photo shoot for the album cover and it was sweet because in the beginning she was nervous but excited at the same time she's talking about how she really trusted the photographer um and the way they did her hair and makeup was like definitely an edgier look but then later she said I thought he was an amazing photographer. However, I felt like I was being told what to do and who to be. Mm. Totally like no expression, just kind of like a broken doll through the whole thing. And it wasn't showing my personality much. My personality is energized and sassy. I wanted to show that for my album. It felt like he had one particular vision and was sticking with that the entire time. But she did, however, find a particular photo that she liked Mm -hmm. that showed off her personality. And that's with... (laughs) Layering queen, so many good tights. Yeah, it was like the black and white yeah, striped yeah, yeah. tights. I think she's like sitting in the chair, yep, like kind of yep. slouchy, cool. Also, her hair and the al- and like the, on the album cover, on the red carpet, everywhere her hair was iconic because she had those like blonde swoopy bangs. Mm-hmm. Um, and e- apparently, every took her girl hours. across the U.S. brought that photo into their hairstylist. Oh, I had <laughs> swoopy bangs at one point. My hair was always shorter, but I did have like a bob with like the swoopy bangs on TRL. Ashley said that Gwen Stefani was one of her biggest influences as an artist, which I which I was like, really? Because I, I didn't hear any Gwen Stefani on the album. So I feel like maybe she just likes Gwen Stefani and like liked her like I, attitude. Well, I I can see the influence because of when Gwen was a solo artist, there was a lot of like pop mixed with hip hop mixed with R&B influence. And there's a lot oh, of that yeah. across. Um, yeah, I see what you're saying. Strong. That's very true. That's very true. All right, let's get into the track-by-track discussion. So Much For You kicks off the album. Uh, It's an electro-pop track where Tisdale sings about wanting to find true love. It was produced by The Matrix, who we heard on Miranda Cosgrove's Sparks Fly album. I gotta say, as a kickoff for the album, I was a little underwhelmed. Same. It it made the album sound, like, way cornier than it actually is. Yes. Especially the... So much for you in the chipmunk voice. Stop. I, I had the little baby voice during the last <laughs> chorus saying, <laughs> so much for you. 
So much for that song is what I have to say. <laughs> All right. So a weak start, but then it kicks into he, he said, said, she said. He said, she said. I mean, this song needs no introduction. It took teenagers by storm. Mm-hmm. You might be surprised, but it was written by the same person who wrote what other song? Party in the USA. No. Uh, sorry. A Hannah Montana song. It's the climb. Sneaker night. Oh, I should have guessed that. <laughs> I should have guessed that. But I was like, God damn it. Uh, yeah. I was like, that's got to be too easy. But to bring it. JR. Bring it back to sneaker night. This song was also used in a Mark Echo commercial. Get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, it was also in a Degree Girl commercial that she appeared in. Of course. Also, Ryan Tedder of One Republic helped uh, out on the song. So he said, she said, incorporates pop and contemporary R&B with elements of dance pop and pop rap. The song has been described as... Enough of the white girls doing pop rap. It's... <laughs> They all, they all tried it. They all tried it. They did. The single was certified gold um, because it sold over 500,000 copies. I totally forgot about the Phantom of the Opera instrumental source. Nick Levine of Digital Spy said, sadly, he said, she said, fails to capitalize on Tisdale's on-screen charisma. How? With its Phantom of the Opera style <laughs> organ intro, fractured beat, oh, and, so I'm not sm- alone. <laughs> no, and smoothly cooing chorus, it sounds like a Destiny's Child album track from the early 90s. I mean, what's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> this song is certified gold in my heart. He said, she said, ranked number 81 in About.com's top 100 pop songs of 2007. That seems too low. This song was just all over one, the place. Yeah, it, and that was just for 2007. I don't know how it ranked because 81. It, because it also aired it on regular like radio. Top 20. Yeah, it was on regular radio channels. Plus, it was on Radio Disney with the altered version. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, like, because there was scandalous lines. Way too scandalous for, for Disney. <laughs> the one night with you, all that we can do. Mm. They changed that to one day. <laughs> <laughs> they said no nighttime activities. And that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. But they left in other lines. I mean, I could be wrong, but they left in like, I can see us touching like that. What? That makes no sense. Also, to me. like the <laughs> girl walking the spot, she stops traffic. <laughs> She's got everything like her asset. Ooh. <laughs> she almost said ass. The asset she's okay. talking about is her ass. But. So Jessica Alba, fantastic. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, my god. Like you can tell what error we were living yes, in. Yes, I wrote that. That's actually a fan quote from Reddit. <laughs> and this is like people commenting like in modern day. Yes. <laughs> like 2023. Yeah. This song is the reason I say Jessica Alba fantastic all the time for no reason. I need to start saying Jessica Alba fantastic. We need to bring it back. It's amazing. He said, she said, comes, no surprise here, it's Tisdale's most successful single single in the United States. It peaked at number 58 on the Billboard Hot 100, reached number 37 on the Pop Songs chart, and number 21 on the Hot Dance Club Play chart. I'm not surprised about the Hot Club, whatever, (laughs) dance, blah, blah, blah. Because in 2009, so a little bit later, mm-hmm. there is a mega remixes edition of the album that oh, was released yeah. for a digital download. Yes. It featured 16 remixes. 16? Of the single. 
One of them is over eight minutes. Oh, fuck. I couldn't bring myself to listen to it. <laughs> you couldn't. <laughs> so overall, I thought some parts of the song aged better than others. Mm-hmm. Like the one part that didn't quite, again, is kind of what that review called out, the Phantom of the Opera style organ. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I'm like, I when that, I hate that part. Like the freaking like organ. Yeah. But my I like favorite because it, it makes me laugh. So I guess it's maybe not a good thing. Part, I also like Phantom of the Opera. The part that I think aged really well, and I wish I could just pluck point, it. Yeah. And like just put that on repeat. So he said, girl, you winning. She said, boy, where you been in? Oh, the oh, I love it's that. So good. Just the like chorus. That, yeah. The oh chorus is really good. Was, that's what I wrote down that the bridge and the chorus. Oh. And it's like you know what they still they pay are a bop. It pays off so well that it's worth having listened to. But you know, so I'm like, if, if that's what I I forgot the weir- lyrics. Um, you captured the, the payoff essence. is worth it. Thank you. It does go hard. I mean, Ashley said that it's the song that gives you the confidence to go up to somebody. Hmm. I'm going to use that the next time I, I have a job interview. You have to hype yourself up. Yeah. Like, he said, she said. <laughs> Some other quotes from fans. Not me listening to this on repeat in third period chorus thinking I was a bad bitch in my smelly <laughs> ballet flats. Ew. Still slaps to this day. Oh, I too had smelly ballet flats. The little bow. I used to listen to this and imagine I was a spy doing a huge museum heist or something. I don't know why. <laughs> I I can I see get it. it. I can, I can see, see it. Because I used to do that shit when I was little. I'm like, there's, why would it be in this context? But it works. I didn't have my own computer at home, so I'd go to the local library and watch Aww. the music video on repeat. Aww. Someone said, I had no idea what the song was about as a kid, and I danced to it on full volume. Common sense media was right, just skirting around those innuendos. And this will take us to the music video. Someone said, this started my obsession with knee-high socks with short shorts in high school. I can see why, because in the music video, actually in multiple music videos, in He Said, She Said, she's wearing these, like, Mm thigh-high socks. Like, there's always some sort of statement sock going on. And these statement socks were, like, hot pink, I believe. It was a look. And I feel like, was she wearing those sneakers that were, like, strappy, that, like, kind of looked like wedges? Probably. Maybe. My first comment right off the bat was they seriously needed a strobe light warning at the beginning. <laughs> like, holy crap. It was the Clurb. Also, the quality, the 240p. Wait, did you did you, I watch it in higher quality than you? Mine was crystal clear. Oh, did you do it on Spotify? I did it on, on YouTube. Oh, my quality was horrible. First thing I noticed. Other than the, they need a strobe light warning. The product placement. The oh L- my God. The LG chocolate. Yes, LG chocolate. Yes. I wrote that down. I was like, <laughs> oh so my God. What a throwback. Yeah, they yeah. were pushing that phone so hard. As my Gen Z sibling would say, <laughs> that's goaded. <laughs> the LG chocolate is goaded. I didn't have one, but I like knew people who did and they mm-hmm. were so cool. They were so cool. Because again, the iPhone had just been... Yeah. Like not even out. It was just, just introduced as a thing. 
So like this was one of the coolest phones you could get. This was before that, everybody had an iPhone yeah. or a smartphone. That a sidekick, a razor. I wanted a sidekick. Another obvious product placement was the perfume she sprays when she's singing in the oh club's my bathroom. God. Gotta smell like a baby angel. But I can't tell what brand it was because of the either. quality was I so poor. Well, I just couldn't maybe I wasn't paying attention enough but the first thing I thought of and I know it wasn't this because this is not what the bottle looked like but it just took me to that time and I was like of I pink or was pink a little later maybe that was no, 2009 I think, no I think pink wait like pink Victoria's Secret yeah pink? Uh, that might have been around but I am thinking of Victoria's Secret I wanted to smell love spell so bad <laughs> did you did you have love spell or know anyone who wore it I, I bet did. I could I bet I could find it on like eBay or something oh, I might 100%. have to get it and did she take a picture of the love interest guy she saw in the club? Is that what she was doing? <laughs> Maybe. Also, when she sprays the body spray, whatever it is, mm-hmm. I like that she's singing in a mirror to herself at this like grungy club bathroom. Oh, yeah. That was my favorite part. <laughs> that was like, like that was somebody, so relatable. Right? Somebody took a huge ass dump in there <laughs> and she's just spraying it up. <laughs> That's what it was her. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk a little bit about the plot, (laughs) concept, whatever, of the music video. So she's playing this kind of like cat and mouse game with her love interest in the club who was played by Josh Josh Henderson. Henderson. Yep. Famous for his roles in the Dallas revival and also Desperate Housewives. So we obviously see him in this music video, but the he said, she said music video was supposed to be like one part of a trilogy featuring this man. (laughs) And I think it was in Not Like That and Suddenly where he comes back. Mm -hmm. And I could not find the versions of those videos because it must be the extended versions on YouTube, but I was able to see them in the headstrong documentary so uh apparently there was actually another music video shot for this song but they ultimately scrapped it do you know why the original i the original concept was tisdale would be in high school she you know crushes to baby she's trying to break that disney image so she's crushing on this guy in her class but then when she's in the classroom she starts to daydream and the classroom turns into a nightclub and then she has a dance off with the mean girls from her high school. Oh my god! <laughs> and at the end, dances with the object of her affection. I don't, I, I don't know if I'm glad it got <laughs> scrapped or really sad it did. Tisdale even stated that there was originally supposed to be a kissing scene in the video, but it was removed for the purpose of her younger fans. But yeah, then it got scrapped. So I was going to see that whole thing sounds it. like it's meant for younger yeah audience. Yeah. Fun fact. The world premiere of this video was on MTV's TRL Total Request oh, Live TRL. on September 19th, 2007. Her older sister, Jennifer Tisdale, appears in the music video. She also appears in the extended version of another one. Hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Next up, we got Be Good to Me. It's a pop R&B song. And this was actually... Um, the lead single from her album. So He Said, She Said was the second single released. The song describes relationship problems between herself and her boyfriend. However, she wants to fix the relationship rather than end it. The song debuted on the Billboard Hot 100 chart at number 96, and it rose to um, number 80 the following week before exiting, spending a total of two weeks on the chart. 
when I saw there was a rap part, <laughs> I was I was really skeptical. It's not the worst rap no, verse from I, an unnamed artist that I've heard. 100%. It actually wasn't cringe. Oh my god, it's not like what's his name in Burning Up? Burning Up. <laughs> by the Jonas Brothers or Hook It Up from Vanessa Hudgens. I pulled up my pants. Or Lil Mama's verse that was so oh. boring. Yeah, it was not bad. Who rapped it? So the rapper is David Jassy, and he is a songwriter, a musician, a producer, and a rapper. Overall, not a bad song. No, lyrically, this story is what I thought so much for you was going to tell. Like, mm-hmm. tale as old as time. You put your faith in a fuck boy. God knows <laughs> I've done it. You know, you give them benefit of the doubt just for them to let you down. And you just mm. keep on trying. You just want to give them a chance, but to no avail. In her documentary, she said at the time recording it, there was no story behind it. But shortly after the album, the roles had kind of reversed because she was seeing a guy who like just wanted Ashley to be good to him. But she had to tell him that like she couldn't be there in the way that he wanted and deserved, unfortunately, because of her career. She was Aww. just traveling too much, working too hard. Aww. Mm-hmm. Learned that in the dock. As soon as the opening instrumentals came on, I was like, this sounds like Survivor by Destiny's Child. Mm. With some slight, it's your birthday, violin <laughs> vibes. Also, there is a music video for this, but it's basically just footage from the documentary and her performing the song live at like yes. some high school musical event. So, yes. boring. Boring. Next up, not like that, a pop R&B song with some influences from Middle Eastern music. Lyrically, the song deals with life in the entertainment business, and Ashley actually co-wrote this song. Tisdale said the song is about how people often see the glamorous side of this career. It's really saying it's not like that, and I'm just the girl next door. There's always somebody who either loves you or hates you, and you just have to have a thick skin. The first time I played it through, I thought the song was doing too much, kind of like an identity crisis. You know, you had like mm-hmm. the pop R&B, then the Middle Eastern vibes. But then I watched it, but then I watched the music video, and then the song grew on I me. I like it it's better with catchy. the music video. Yeah. The music video in the extended version shows her sister, again, her real sister, in bed, like, being like, oh, you should forget about that guy, blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. asking about the guy in the club as Ashley reads a tabloid. Mm-hmm. So, again, this was, would have been the second video in the trilogy. Did you see the music video, the thigh-high socks? Yes! This is where <laughs> the white tube socks with the two pink stripes mm-hmm. at the top come in. Yes. Another thing she says in the documentary is, like, that it's really cool that they know her as Ashley now, not her character's name. Mm-hmm. But, of course, that what comes with the fame is, you know, the negative sides. And this really shows in the lyrics... Sometimes I'm insecure, something I can't ignore. All the flashing cameras, try my best to handle it. I'm just the girl next door. Mm. And then all the girls in the club got their eyes on me. They put me down because of jealousy. Mm. Deep. <laughs> the, <laughs> but I will say this this song has some of the worst lyrics in it. Uh, yeah. The post-chorus, her little rap interlude. Oh, my God. So many girls be checking, checking my, my style. style. Checking my style. The best lines... What I like, I'm going to get that. Like a quick cat. No, I won't quit that. You heard me. <laughs> She's like a quick cat. <laughs> and then another great line. The, um, the type of chick that hits spots in my flip flops. <laughs> Listening to hip hop. You feel me? 
<laughs> she did wear flip-flops to, if not her first red carpet, one of the earliest ones, and it was with camo pants. No, she was a red carpet icon, and she's so, like, funny about it now. She, like, she knows that she was, like, a 2000 icon for, again, layering. Yeah. Layering, layering, layering. This video shows her with, like, lace Capri leggings, Capri Lance leggings under a skirt. That was the look. Mm-hmm. All right, we have Unlove You, the first ballad on the album. And I don't love it. It just doesn't suit her voice. I was going to say, I want to hear this as a musical theater song. That's, it even has, like, the yeah. ensemble singing in yeah, the background. That's that's what it feels like. It doesn't feel like it should be on a solo album. Mm-hmm. And it has, like, the violin... I like the lyrics. The lyrics of the first verse describe the vulnerability of falling in love and like mm. accepting it in a way that I was like, oh, this is sweet. I fell in a perfect way. Never had to never had a choice to make. Crashed into your tidal wave. I didn't even struggle. Mm. Sailed right through your atmosphere. Closed my eyes and landed here. I didn't see the trouble and I didn't care. And then later, like she says, I can't love you. Why would I want you? And it's not easy to stop caring about someone even if they're no longer in your life. Like, just because, yeah, like, you true. break up a lot of times, it doesn't mean you're out of love necessarily. I mean, it can, but. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. The idea of, like, letting herself fall in love without resistance. Well put. Thank you. But, yeah, it was nothing to write home about. Yeah. It, it's no he said, she said. Mm-mm. Then positivity. It's a pop arm. I hated, track. like, the first 10 seconds. But then my ears were like, okay, I can get down with this. And now I love it. The <laughs> first 10 seconds, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> but then it just got catchier the longer it went on. Um, every time I've listened to it, because at this point I've listened to this album several times. I'm like, I'm like, this might be one of my favorites. It's just funny, though, because like mm-hmm. in the beginning, every it's just jarring every time. Yeah, it is. And she's definitely feeling positive about positive about love. Love is hard, but that's all right. Give it time. It's worth the ride. Mm. And then some relatable lyrics. Wish I could get into your mind so I can see if I'm inside. Because I know you're right here in mine. Aww. I feel like we've all been there. Yeah. You're thinking about the person. You're like, are they thinking about me too? Yeah. I was still Lulu and was like, oh, they're definitely thinking about me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe you weren't a Lulu. True. Love me for me. Some more pop and R&B influence track uh, was originally a leftover uh, recorded by American girl group Dream for their 2003 album Reality. However, I it was never released. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I don't think I know Dream. Lyrically, Tisdale sings about loving her for who she is, imperfections and all. I thought it was a nice song. Not necessarily something I'd go, hey, remember that song? <laughs> Love Me For Me by <laughs> Ashley Tisdale? But yeah, I thought it was a good song overall. Yeah, and it carries through the theme that we see in Not Like That. Yes. You know, I'm not the girl that you see in the magazine. Perfect face and perfect body. Never be anyone but the one I am what I am. I can't bend to your expectations. Look to fulfill any fantasy. If what I am is what you need... And these lyrics kind of unrelated to fame are just a good rule of thumb for relationships. It is bad news. Mm. And I know from experience when like you're just constantly thinking about like, will it be better in the future? And it's like, there's so much potential. We put so much into this. Mm. No, you got to like how your relationship is in the present. It ends with a powerful line. 
love me for me or don't love me. Like I'd rather yeah. have you not love me at all than try to make me someone yeah. I'm not. That's deep. Also, I like the sparkle magic sounds in the beginning. <laughs> all right, going crazy. I wrote one thing. Did it remind you of anyone? No. Wait. It reminded me of You Drive Me Crazy by Britney Spears, the chorus. Okay, I was going to say, I don't have it written there, but like one of my notes for the o- overall for the album is that I got a lot of Britney Spears influences. Oh, 100%. More so than Gwen, but... Same. Th- Gwen was more like the production mm-hmm. than the vocal, but vocally, yeah, I get a lot of Britney inspiration. I wrote nothing too deep and fairly generic, but damn, it's got a catchy chorus. I put nothing special here, a little forgettable. <laughs> so yeah, we were, we we're on the same page for that. Over it. I have so many things to say. Um, <laughs> but first off, it was co-written by Ashley, but the intro just had me cracking up. I loved it. The voicemail hey, you know opener. What? I don't need this. And I cannot believe you over her. And why you got to lie about it? That's it. I'm over it. <laughs> I feel like voicemail openers are like classic, like 2000s oh, technique. And so especially because nobody does that anymore I because don't. we don't leave voicemails. We need to bring we it back. We don't call people. Oh, we need to bring it back. It's extremely Britney though. No, I have, I put, this is another song giving me some Britney Spears vibes, especially on the verses. Oh yeah. I wrote, it was a mix of Oops, I Did It Again, I'm a Slave For You, Ooh. and then a bit of sync. It's Gonna Be Me. Yes. But like, listen to Over It, then listen to Oops, I Did It Again, I'm a Slave For You, mm-hmm. sync, and like, you will hear it. Some lyrics, tried to walk away, but my heart was saying no. Can't believe it took so long to let go she's finally over it perhaps the ex she was struggling to get over and unlove you mm. Mm. standout lines for me are now the past is fading and i hardly know your name and never really had me <laughs> i'm over it and then the laugh at the end <laughs> there's always the laugh always the laugh at the end we were blessed with both the voicemail opener and the laugh <sighs> We, we're not... Just bookended. We are <laughs> not gems. worthy of that. Thank you, Mother Ashley. Thank you. Next up, don't touch the Zoom song. How do you feel about this? Well, first off, it's a cover song. So it was originally oh. performed by Tata Young. But, yeah, not much to say. I liked it. You liked it? Yeah, I thought it was catchy. I can tell why she chose this song because again, gets to the theme of the two sides of Ashley, what you see in the spotlight versus her real life. Mm -hmm. You think, you know, when you see me in my videos, how the story goes, but that's just the side I expose. You got to slow down and actually get to know her, you know, Mm -hmm. we'll be together. Another ballad. And again, I just, I I don't like her voice on these ballads. It's, it's not bad, but it's just, I maybe wouldn't play it all the way through if I listened to this album again. Same. We'll Be Together gave me Michelle Branch vibes with the melody, mm. the instrumentals, the lyrics. I'm not alone even when we're apart. I feel you in the mm. air. Yeah, I'm not afraid. I know what you're thinking. I can hear you everywhere. Come on, everywhere, Michelle Branch. <laughs> There's some just like very like Disney, even though this isn't Disney, some Disney lines of don't ever stop listening to your heart because I can't turn mine off. But the cat, because I can't t- turn mine off is kind of sweet. Um, I thought those were the best lines of the song. I mean, again, take take young love seriously. Mm. Even though, like, 
is it always like, oh, you're going to get married? Is it always the most mature? No, but it's like <laughs> valid, very real emotions. Yeah. But overall, okay. Yeah. <laughs> As a song. Yeah. Not my fave. Next up, we got the title track, Headstrong. This was produced by The Matrix and uh, depicts Tisdale as a blunt, no-nonsense girl that's pursuing a boy and isn't ashamed to hide it. Sonically, I don't think it aged well. What did you think, though? The song grew on me. Mm. But when I heard it, I was like, oh, okay. Like, there are way better tracks on this mm-hmm. album. Yeah, the fact that she says, I'm a positive kind of girl, I am. And she has she and she has a song, Positivity, and she has another song, I feel like, somewhere that she says she's positive. She's a very optimistic person. She is. God bless her. The melody of the chorus kind of like took me by surprise. I just I don't know. I don't know where the song was going. Yeah, it was it was headstrong. It was a headstrong <laughs> song. Then we have the last song on the album, Suddenly. Again, co-written by Ashley. It's a ballad where she sings about her rise to fame and how it's made her feel, grappling with the fact that everything around her has changed. Suddenly, I'm in front of the lights. Everything I'm feeling, scary and beautiful at the same time. And every day, I try just to breathe. I want to show the whole world the truth inside of me. Yeah, I think the song's really beautiful. Again, you guys know how I feel about her vocals. I think it's beautiful, and I think it stood the test of time. You said she co-wrote this, right? Yep. Okay, I have that too. So it makes sense that this song was really close to her heart. It's it's pretty vulnerable. In the third verse, uh, she gives us a few callbacks to other songs on the album. So, as my dreams begin to rain, I want to say to love me for me. Mm. What's inside... I'm going to be positive, mm-hmm. not run away. So much for you. This is Whoa. my life. Like, what a great ender. That is a great ending. And this is the third inst- installment of the trilogy for the music mm. videos. You know, oh, she's like on stage. There's the beautiful violin. Oh, when that swells, chef's mm. kiss. But you see her and then the camera turns. And like I said, you see she's on stage and there's a concert. Mm-hmm. And after the concert, in the extended version, I guess it must be the extended version because I only saw it in the documentary, the guy comes up to her from the club and, like, <laughs> finds her backstage and, like, goes to her <laughs> dressing room or something. That's great. The music video for this, in addition to that part, the fashion... <laughs> I mean, I would have loved to be able to wear this. It, like, I would have felt so sexy. The kind of silky camisole. Yes. Like the basically like, it's like lingerie. It's yes. like meant for the bedroom and they're so pretty. And she had it with the big hoops. Mm-hmm. Like they're big su- silver hoops. And that hair. Was there a bump it in there? <laughs> yeah, Ashley, tell us. Was there a bump it in No, because if she was taking hours to get her hair done, no. But I'm sure there were girls who got bump it so they could recreate that look. True. All right, what are your final thoughts? I would listen to this album again. In fact, I did. I listened to this album multiple times preparing <laughs> for it, and I didn't hate it. It took you back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it was a really good album to encapsulate what she wanted, which was definitely to introduce the world to Ashley. Yes. I put that conceptually it was great. 
Mm-hmm. It was cohesive. It was consistent. Mm-hmm. Again, the only thing I think I'm demanding a little more of is just stronger vocals. And we know she can do it. Yeah. Just on the ballads, it's a little iffy. But otherwise, I thought it aged better than some other things we've listened to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every now and then I throw on He Said, She Said, because it's a great song. Just like that, yeah. Doom, doom. That's the stim of the day. <laughs> that is the stim of the day. I got to ask, if you had your debut album as a Disney star turning pop star, what would you call it? This came out when she was early 20s. And if I go back to that point in my life, <laughs> made a lot of mistakes dun, dun, dun. that I had to deal with them. So I think mine would have to be consequences. <laughs> What about you? That's a good one. Um, probably closet it. <laughs> <laughs> out of the closet. <laughs> That's much better. Out of the closet. <laughs> but I was saying I was in the closet. Oh yeah. It that would be, would be an so, epic be like, way. That would be an epic way to come out, though. It would be, or it would be called like thoughts from my closet or something <laughs> <laughs> like that. Thoughts from my closet. I love that. Yeah. That's great. Is her net worth like 20 million? No. It's less than Vanessa Hudgens. What? It's 14 Maybe. million. That's because Vanessa's making that Netflix. Oh, right. Yeah, the Netflix money. I forgot about the Netflix mm-hmm. money. She sold out. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't sell out. She signed up. <laughs> and she knew what she was getting into. I have so much respect for Vanessa in that way. Where she's like, fuck yeah, I'm going to lean into it. But yeah, that, that kind of shocked me. I thought she would be worth more. Yeah. I mean, she's not doing bad. She's oh, by any yeah. stretch of the imagination. Not but at all. I mean, the most recent thing she's working on is something she launched in 2020, but had been working on for a while, I guess, or there was a lot leading up to it. She launched Frenchie because, quote, like so many of you, I was trying to understand my re- relationship with wellness. Because this is during quarantine. Mm. And she, at this point, either was pregnant or just had her baby. Oh, she's mm-hmm. a mother? She's a mom. Aww. Her baby's name is Juniper. Aww. Isn't that cute? That's so pretty. Yeah, she got married to Christopher French. Um, They had their daughter together. They married in, in 2014. These days, in addition to Frenchie, and on Frenchie, she's really open about her mental health. And anxiety. Mm. I mean, she had anxiety so bad. Well, it was manageable for most of her life, but then it got to a point during Symptoms, which I believe is her third album around mm-hmm. 2019. It's when the anxiety really flared up. That, Same. <laughs> well, it was called <laughs> Symptoms for a reason. <laughs> she was going to get MRIs, going to all these different doctors and stuff Ooh. because she was just like, I think something's vibrating in my neck. But well, she had health anxiety. Oh, that's the it's I've been there. Yeah. And that was part of her journey to Frenchie. Oh, mm-hmm. good for her. So, right? so she made it out like par- partially unscathed, like or for the most part unscathed. Yeah. The most shitty things were obviously dealing with the paparazzi. Um, at one point, somebody broke into her house with a camera. What the? F- it's probably Perez Hill in. 
Do you so remember I remember him? I, yeah, I remember his vlog. I used to follow it. Same. And he would like dr- he was so that uh, was weird. And we they all used... loved it. We were so cruel. But wait, so someone broke into her house. Mm-hmm. And like was she was she there? It was in two, it was in 2008. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. So what this is a year later? Yeah. I forget if she said she was there, but I think she mentioned like following. They broke in an entry and went into the hall and followed my stylist. Is what she said. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. But the police came like really quickly, and she thinks it was just an attempt to get footage because this also might be around the time this gets into like how did Hollywood affect her? She got the nose job, and they feel really bad. Like I didn't know she. I didn't. Even, I was like not. Know, you don't, like, I was not this like deep into Morgan. Doesn't know <laughs> all the Disney lore or the tabloid lore. So did she actually get a nose job? Or she, is it did. she did. She okay. did. So they were trying to get that shot. I think they were trying to get that shot. In 2007, Tisdale had rhinoplasty to correct a deviated septum, which had caused trouble breathing. She told people at the time, the older I got, the worse it got. I went to get it checked out and the doctor told me the septum was 80% deviated Ooh. and I had two small fractures fractures on my nose. And so this was true. But then on her website, Frenchie, she talks about it. And the bottom line is that it was a very traumatic experience for her. Mm-hmm. And she said it makes her very emotional to this day. Mm-hmm. More quotes from this. To be clear, it was not about changing my appearance. After several doctor's visits about, me- about my health issues, they also mm-hmm. suggested shaving my bump down. I was young and didn't put much thought into it. So I decided, why not? It wasn't a big deal to me, nor was it like I was dreaming of the day I'd get a nose job. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I have zero judgment towards anyone who does look forward to to that day your body your choice and the aftermath and the hardest part was not the recovery but the media who constantly tried to paint a picture of me as someone who didn't like their appearance Mm. i love myself but i was just very unaware person at the time as you have all seen my wardrobe choices lol (laughs) i love her she said i was proud of who i was then we love the self-deprecation yeah she said if anything she was insecure after the procedure oh i just want to give you a hug Mm -hmm. Another reason she's pretty grounded is her dad was very adamant about her going from pub to pu- going to public school. So she obviously mm. did like homeschooling on like certain sets and stuff when she was little, but from seventh grade on, so like through high school, she went to public school in California. Um, she also worked at like a bunch of mall stores. Oh, another sign of the time. Claire's. Mm-mm, but wet seal. Wet seal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hollister. Hollister. So dark and smelly uh. in there. I mean, smelly and like it gives you a headache way and you yeah, can't see anything. Too strong. Charlotte Russe. I always <laughs> wish I had the balls to shoplift from Charlotte Russe, but never did. And all I ever really wanted was like the fucking broken jewelry, like the things <laughs> that fell off of the cheap <laughs> rings. And I'm like, I know they just throw this out, but in my head, I'm like, I really just want to steal this. So like, I thought I could do an art project with it or something. But yeah, so she worked those kind of places up until the time she was on Sweet Life. Aww. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she stayed blessed and booked like <laughs> constantly she's always doing something she's been in a ton of roles in 2013 e aired a television special produced by tisdale named inner circle that focused on her friendship with actress vanessa hudgens oh my we have to watch this we do have to watch that 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 will be a special episode have you seen the 2007 video of them like just trying to go to mcdonald's <laughs> They're in the drive-thru the paparazzi are yes. harassing them. And it's yes. like it's just so goofy. Yes. But yeah, they were just trying to like order chicken McNuggets from a salad. That's all they wanted to do, Here but were constantly is. harassed. Tisdale also executive produced ABC Family's 
hit comedy Young and Hungry. Oh. Mm-hmm. And she kissed a girl on one of the episodes. <gasps> mm-hmm. We love it. Yeah. Um, she actually got to cast the person that she had a crush on. It was so funny, apparently. <laughs> Ashley Tisdale is an icon. She's wor- She should be worth more than... Then 12 million. 12 million. Yeah, for sure. All right. Until next time, I'm Morgan. Just like that. Yeah. <laughs> and Paige. <laughs> and that was Girl Manufactured. Manufactured.